0: Welcome into the Fantasy Football Diagnostics Podcast, where we provide you with your weekly diagnosis of everything fantasy football, whether it's season-long leagues, dynasty, DFS, or sometimes even IDP. We got you covered all year long. Let's do it, let's do it, let's get to it. Welcome into the Fantasy Football Diagnostics Podcast, and of course, I'm your host, John June. And it is a lovely, little bit muggy, but we'll take it. Saturday morning, December 11th, 2021, have to, uh, you know, get used to not saying or have to get accustomed to not saying that eventually as we enter 2022, but that's still a a few, few ways away. Uh, obviously, as you know, Greg is not with us this weekend as he continues his birthday celebration. So, uh, get another solo pod from your boy here. Obviously, if you you know, um, are with it? Then you know that the uh, part one included all the 1 p.m. games, so that breakdown is there. It's already uh, episode 231 available to you uh, if you want to go back into the archives and listen to that. But obviously, this is episode 232, part two previews, uh, where obviously we're going to cover the remaining games. So it's all the 4 p.m. games and prime time games. Obviously, going to still give out the starts of the week. Also going to play some variation to get money, uh, basically just going through a FanDuel lineup. Uh, And then, obviously, before we get into any of that, have to break down Thursday Night Football. So, some Thursday Night Takeaways at Justin Jefferson, man. If you were watching that game, you're like 17, almost 18 PPR points. That was fantastic but you know that it definitely could have been more there for the young receiver and Justin Jefferson. Uh, My bold prediction was three touchdown receptions from the kid had at least had at least three different moments in the game where he had his hands on the ball in the end zone. Uh, So was really hoping that bold prediction would have come true, but obviously still got the one, 79 receiving yards. Uh 15 targets, I think that's the number that's the the more the more important number, uh the number you really like to see uh cuz that is going to carry us through these fantasy playoffs here with Justin Jefferson. So, um def- definitely looking forward to that. Uh, the other takeaway has got to be Dalvin Cook. I'd be remiss if I did not speak about the Iron Chef in Dalvin Cook who I came on here, I said I didn't expect him to play. Uh, me and Greg were we were discussing the Thursday night game, definitely did not expect him to play. And then as we were sitting here on Thursday, uh, the reports come out that he you know, he took all the first team reps in practice, he's put, pushing to play, Adam Schefter came out and said he was going to play. Uh, and once Schefter comes out and says it, I pretty much just chalk it up to gospel, so when once I, once he said that, I'm like, okay, well, you, you've almost, you've got to play Dalvin cook now. And he talked about how it's the same shoulder that he had a separation with. He played against the saints and had, you know, 30 carries for like 130 yards. And you know, you're watching Dalvin cook, man. And on his first seven carries, my man has a hundred and I think it was 117 rushing yards or something like that. I mean, he had like 80 rushing yards on his first six rush attempts it was just it was absolutely absurd uh to watch dalvin cook just cook against the the pittsburgh steelers i mean shout out to that offensive line of the minnesota vikings those holes were huge uh you know and and uh, dalvin cook even made a joke with uh, i forget the the reporter that um interviewed him after the game but he was like oh you could have ran through those holes (laughs) Uh, so definitely, uh, you know, Dalvin cook doesn't seem like he will hold you back, uh, as you make your run here for the fantasy championship sucks. If you started Alexander Madison amidst the news of Dalvin cook, cause that that's really got to stink. You go into the week thinking you've got, you know, basically a bonafide RB one there. And you know, that doesn't happen. Um, Yeah, other takeaways, I mean, this Pittsburgh offense, uh, you know, it's obviously not great. We saw Big Ben turn the clock back a little bit, though, Um, so that was definitely odd to see there in that fourth quarter, but we, uh, you know, Deontay Johnson, not a great day. You probably wanted more. I know I definitely did. I had him, like I said, coming into the week, I could see a top two finish from him. Um, but Chase Claypool, like I said, had a ton of upside and he, and he showed, he showed out with that, uh, even in a game where he made a myriad of mistakes. I mean, the, the, um, you know, the taunting penalty, it, you know, that's stupid. Don't do that. Um, the almost fumble, uh, I guess I missed the part where it was reversed, but, um, that fumble. Uh, That fumble that, you know, looked like a fumble, uh, but I guess they reversed it. Uh, And then the worst one of them all, on the potential game-tying drive at the end of the game, Chase Claypool converts a very crucial, like crucial, crucial first down. But the Steelers are also playing against the clock. They don't have timeouts. They're trying to get a touchdown, not a field goal, a touchdown. And he wastes valuable time on the clock by celebrating his first down that he just converted. And it's just like, come on, bro. Like, what are you doing? Uh, this uh, Steelers wide receiver room definitely is lacking some veteran leadership because uh, I. Can't imagine that happening. Uh, you know, if, if you know, and even Antonio Brown or uh, Hines Ward, uh, you know, any Mike Wallace, any of these guys were around, like I don't see any of that happening. So, uh, definitely something that's got to get addressed. Uh, I mean, Chase Claypool said he's got to be better. He's still got some improvements to do, but that was just, uh, yeah, I was unfortunate to see from a talented player there. That's the type of stuff that. Uh, you know, gets you off the field, loses you opportunities, and it did lose him some opportunities. Uh, actually, the you know, in the middle of the game, he actually was benched for a large portion of it. Uh, and this is how he overcomes the benching by, uh, or trying to overcome the benching by doing something stupid uh, on the final drive. So that's really it there. Uh, on that, I mean, Aji Harris, uh, you know. The efficiency is not great, but like I said at the start of the season, when the, you know, at the beginning of the season, we did not care for the efficiency, we cared about the volume, right? We cared about the volume with which Najee Harris was going to touch the football, and boy, do we love that! So that's it with Thursday night football. Uh, score 36 28, Minnesota covered. Should have just stuck with my gut there. Kirk Cousins won a primetime game, so now he's nine and seventeen in primetime football. Getting better, Kirk. Getting better. Let's move on to the games, and the first four o five game that we will cover today: the one ten and one Denver or Detroit Lions rather, traveling to Denver to take on the six and six Denver Broncos. This game has a 42 point total, where the Denver Broncos are eight point favorites. This, uh, well, in this game is uh, there's the well, the, there's no weather concerns in this game actually, surprisingly. Uh, Mike Boone, uh, the running back, he is oh him along with safety PJ Locke along with safety Tr- Tracy Walker on the on the uh, Denver side. They're all out with COVID. Tracy Walker actually plays for the Detroit Lions. So he's out with COVID there. Uh, Melvin Gordon, he's questionable with the hip and the shoulder, uh, but Mel, but Tracy Walker and Jamal Williams on Detroit, they're both uh, out as they're placed on the COVID IR list. Uh, DeAndre Swift is out with a shoulder injury. TJ Hawkinson is doubtful with the hand on the defensive side of the ball. Jalen Reeves maybin out with the shoulder and Julian Aquara is out with an ankle In this game here, I'm going to take the under. I'm going to take Denver to cover the eight points. I'm going to take Denver to also win this matchup here. Hoping on the Denver side that Javante Williams gets RB1 treatment again. I mean, he's been so close all year. Uh, We saw the, obviously, the, you know, the, the treatment that he got in week one or, you know, previous week, last week without Melvin Gordon. We've seen him be productive even with Melvin Gordon. We've just wanted more opportunities for him. So, you know, you hope that a Denver team can lean on their, you know, their, their second round pick here, the guy they traded up for and kind of just pass this torch to Javante Williams in a, in a phenomenal matchup here. Uh, so, I mean, if he can get the same treatment he got last week, I think a top five finish is definitely in the range of outcomes, uh, but it's also possible that, we get some veteran deference here and that Melvin Gordon maybe doesn't assume the total 50% role, but maybe he can get, uh, you know, still get into that 30, 40% of the, of the timeshare there Uh, on the wide receivers. I I like Jerry Judy to have a nice game here against the weak Detroit secondary. I don't think there's, I'm not taking a shot on Tim Patrick. I'm not taking a shot on Cortland Sutton. I just can't until the volume share turns around. Uh, the target share turns around, I, I, I'm trying to get some wins here. So uh, so Jerry Judy, again, wide receiver, two flex option there. Uh, he hasn't been great either. Um, a tight end, I don't think there's much of a difference between playing either of these tight ends. Uh, Noah Fant, honestly, is, you know, I think we had this conversation, you know, with Greg on Wednesday. I think that I would play Ricky Seals-Jones over Noah Fant at this point. I mean, it's really tough here. Uh, trying to you know there's just this offense is just so diverse that there's no real in the in the passing game that there's no real one true weapon to to really have right and it's not like it's the you know the bucks or something where you know this passing offense is what carries this team where it's a large portion of of the of the offense generated it's not so with that being said i'm really going to stay away from this passing game with maybe the exception of jerry judy Outside of of DFS. Um on the Detroit side, Jamar Jefferson probably gets the lead role here. Uh I, I think he could probably make something happen. I, I like the back. I like the you know the, the the player. Uh the situation is not totally great, but the the matchup's not terrible either. Uh as, you know, Detroit or Denver rather has been uh you know relatively weak run defense here. Um and then there's also Godwin I, I go with Beck. Beckway. Um, he is a pass catcher, so he actually has some intrigue uh, in deeper leagues, deeper PPR leagues, especially, um, you know, if you're playing, looking for a cheap option in DFS. He also makes some sense there. Um, Amon Ross St. Brown had his breakout game last week. I think he walks into uh, endless opportunities here. I mean, there's no, no DeAndre Swift already, no Jamal Williams. There's no, um, what's that guy's name? No T.J. Hawkinson. So I think when you look at what uh, Amon Ross St. Brown, the opportunities that he has here, I think he'll walk into endless amount of targets here. So this game has some fantasy, not a ton, uh, but, um, you know, we'll take our fantasy points basically wherever we can get them. Moving on to the next 405 matchup, we've got the 4-8 and eight New York Giants traveling to Los Angeles to take on the 7-5 L.A. Chargers. This game has a 44.5-point total, where the Chargers are 10.5-point favorites. I'm not used to talking about this game without, like, Phillip Rivers versus Eli Manning and, like, the trade and all this stuff. So this is kind of weird. But injuries... Keenan Allen, Mike Williams, Scott Cushenberry, Chris Harris Jr., all added to the COVID IR list. All will potentially miss this game here. Uh, Asante Samuel Jr., he is out with a concussion. Uh, Adoree Jackson, he's out with a quad on the – or, sorry, uh, Asante Samuel Jr. is out with a concussion. On the Giants side, Adoree Jackson is out with a quad. Daniel Jones is out with a neck. Kaderis Tony is out with an oblique. Um, Wes Martin he is out as he was placed on the COVID IR list. Mike uh, Kenny Galladay he is questionable with a ribs injury, and Sterling Shepard he's questionable with a quad, and then Mike Glennon is out of concussion protocol, set to start here for the New York Giants, we thought at the start of the week that it might be Jake Fromm, but it will be Mike Glennon here. Uh, On the Chargers side, uh, Jalen Guyton will be Justin Herbert's wide receiver one. It's not always the best idea to go after the wide receiver three who gets elevated way at the depth chart when he's attached. I mean, But when he's attached to Justin Herbert, you'd count me in totally. Uh, Austin Eckler, probably gets a bump, as does Jared Cook here, as, you know, Herbert has to throw the ball to somebody. Uh, Saquon Barkley for the Giants, I'm pretty sure that's going to be it for me, though. Uh, if Sterling Shepard can go, and Mike Glennon is the quarterback, though, I, I have some intrigue there. I mean, the Chargers are banged up in the secondary, when Sterling Shepard's Shepherd, Sterling only, his only, you know, road blockage to fantasy points is really his own health there. So, Sterling Shepard has some injury for sure. Um, moving on to this next matchup here, we've got the 6-6 six and six San Francisco 49ers traveling to Cincinnati to take on the 7-5 and five Cincinnati Bengals. This game has a 47.5-point total. The Bengals are one-point favorites, so essentially a pick them here. Uh, in terms of the injuries, Joe, Joe Mixon, he's questionable with an illness. There was some thought that he might be a game-time decision, but uh, Zach Taylor has since kind of relinquished those um, those concerns. Uh, Chris Evans, the backup running back, he's, or, you know, passed down running back, he's out with an ankle injury. T. Higgins is questionable with an ankle. T. Higgins is, uh, like I said, questionable with an ankle, and then on the Sam Fran's side, <clears throat> Elijah Mitchell, he's out with a concussion. Dre Greenlaw's out with a groin. Maurice Hurst is out with a calf. Devo Samuel, questionable with a that groin injury that kept him out. Uh, Trenton Cannon, out with a concussion. Emmanuel Mosley, out with—I actually don't have it on my notes, what it was. Uh, so, a few injuries on the—you uh, uh, know, quite a bit of injuries on the Niner side. Uh, This—you know, both these teams evenly matched— uh, from you know a, a data perspective when you look at you know EPA and especially early down EPA over the the last few weeks uh especially early down EPA over these last few weeks um so it's really tough i mean i, I went back and forth about it i am going to pick the niners to win um I th- yeah i just Gonna go with the Niners. I, I just see this game being kind of ugly, and I think I'm gonna go with Shanahan and the Niners to win an ugly game here. Uh on the Bengals side. Joe Mixon, if he can go, uh it's definitely an RB1. I think this matchup is real nice. Uh T Higgins, Jamar Chase, uh, they both have fantastic matchups. Tyler Boyd, we saw him get involved, but I think, like we said, when when they're trailing, um, or they're in a shootout, I think that's when you really see Tyler Boyd, more specifically when they're trailing. Uh, I, I don't have them really being, you know, I, I have them losing this game, but I don't see them necessarily trailing for much of it. Uh, Samaje Piran has some some RB3 upside, I think, with the, you know, potential game script in this game, and, and you know, if, if, if Joe Mixon's affected at all. Uh, Joe Burrow, the fantasy, he's like he's a guy that can easily come into some fantasy points just because he's so good of a player. Um, you know, I think I, I have him, you know, projections wise, I have him, you know, as a QB2, but I could totally see him being a QB1 in a game like this. So he'll be on the borderline QB1, QB2 territory for me. Um, on the San Francisco, side, George Kittle clearly the, the, a tight end one, you know, top two option at the position. Uh, with Elijah Mitchell out, Jeff Wilson probably steps into a, a volume based RB two role here. Uh, I think Ayuk has some wide receiver two value, uh, some upside in a game like this. Uh, Jamichael Hasty also has some value as a PPR uh, running back three. If if, if Debo Samuel goes, you obviously are going to start him up as your uh, wide receiver one. Moving on to the next game here, we got the seven and five Buffalo Bills traveling to Tampa Bay to take on the nine and three Tampa Bay Buccaneers. This game has a fifty-two and a half point total. Tampa Bay Buccaneers are three point favorites. There is rain expected in this game here. Uh, not, you know, not much to be concerned about, but I think there's you know definitely something to note on the Buffalo side in terms of injuries. Tom Tommy Sweeney out with a hip injury. Uh, Star Latualele out. With a toe, A.J. Klein, he's out as he was placed on the COVID list. And then on the Bucs side, Jordan Whitehead, he's out with a calf injury. Uh, in terms of the game here, I'm going to take the under uh, 52.5. That's kind of hot. Um going to take the under. going to take Tampa Bay to cover. going to take Tampa Bay to win. On the Buffalo side, Josh Allen back in QB1 territory. Stephon Diggs has an opportunity here to, to obviously finish as a wide receiver one. Dawson Knox. Has an awesome spot here uh, as a as a top top five tight end option uh, on the Buck side. Leonard Fournette RB one option, 100%, no doubt about it. I think this is probably the Mike Evans game here. Chris Goblin still has a role, but I think Evans probably has has the week here. Um, Tom Brady still going to be a QB one. I mean, I know that on paper this looks like a bad matchup, but You know the metrics might say that when you but when you really consider the fact that there was no uh, no Tre'Davious White anymore and that last week, you know the Patriots threw the ball two times like there's no there's no um, sample there's not enough sample size there that tells me that the that the Buffalo pass defense is still one that's formidable and one that we may not want to target here so think you know, Brady still going to be a quarterback one Gronk, a top five option as well at the tight end position Uh, on the, you know, moving on to Sunday night football. uh, You know, we've got the four and eight Chicago bears traveling to green Bay to take on a nine and three green Bay Packers. This game has a 44 point total. This game are the green Bay Packers are 12 and a half point favors Uh, in terms of the injuries here. Uh, actually, well, weather-wise, this game is supposed to be cold. Apparently, in terms of injuries, uh, Andy Dalton, uh, he is doubtful with hand injury, so that elevates uh, Justin Fields, who is no longer on in the injury report, back to starting quarterback status. Uh, Cassius Marsh, he is on IR, uh, was being placed on IR, the edge rusher there for the Bears. On the Packers side, Jair Alexander. Uh, designated to return from injured reserve there with his shoulder injury. So, looks like the, the Packers might get him back. Uh, on the, well, also for the Packers, David Bakhtiari, he is out with a knee injury. So, in terms of the game here, going to take the over. I'm going to 44 points, both these teams, uh, you know, a little divisional game. The Bears are 12 and a half point dogs. Going to take the over here. Going to take the Bears to cover. Going to take the Packers to win this game here on the bear side. Love Darnell Mooney again this week. I mean, if Jair Alexander does go, that does, you know, um you know, does maybe um lessen the upside there, but I think that, you know, the target volume should still be there. Uh, Allen Robinson is supposedly healthy, not going to go there. Uh, Justin Fields has all the upside in the world to be a QB1. I think he gets it done this week. Uh David Montgomery RB one or two, uh, you know, I think in this matchup, in this game, I mean, 12 and a half point dog. Justin Fields is that quarterback, so might not see the target volume again that he was seeing. Um, You know, we'll see for sure. It's going to come down to how the touchdowns fall. Does he get in the end zone? Uh, Cole Komet, borderline uh, tight end one here against the Packers there on the Packers side. Aaron Rodgers, top three option. I mean, the man does own the Bears. Uh, A.J. Dillon and Aaron Jones going to make a two-man backfield here. I think both will have roles as RB2s. Uh, Devontae Adams, uh, you know, definitely a wide receiver one. This matchup here is awesome. The Bears have been terrible against wide receivers, and Devontae is one of the most – he's one of the best wide receivers in the game. So love that. Uh, MVS has some wide receiver two appeal. Uh, given the matchup here, which, you know, against against the the Bears as well, has actually seen 25 uh, percent of the targets there from Aaron Rodgers. There's no Randall Cobb. So MVS definitely has a ton of upside here. Moving on to Monday Night Football, we've got the eight and four L.A. Rams traveling to Arizona to take on a 10 and two Arizona Cardinals. This game has a 51 and a half point total. The Arizona Cardinals are three point favorites here. Uh, in terms of the injuries on the Arizona side, Chase Edmonds is designated to return from injury reserve. Seems like he will go on, on Monday. Um, obviously, if you are counting on Chase Edmonds, I would try to find another option. I mean, unless you really need him, uh, you know, then you can wait it out, wait till Monday. But I think if you can get a guy like Dontrell Hilliard, uh, I think Jamar Jefferson probably has some. Uh, you know, about the same upside there, uh, you know, given Chase Edmonds coming back to a backfield that is probably going to continue to be led by James Conner for some time. Uh, I think he'll still have a role here, but uh, definitely curious to see how that, how, you know, we have to wait and see how this one plays itself out, right? Like if, if you're really counting on Chase Edmonds, I'm I'm actually, I'm trying to go without him in all my leagues. Um think there's only like one league where I might need him. Uh, depending on what happens with you know Elijah Moore, but if, uh, yeah, I try to go without Chase Edmonds if I could. Uh, Daryl Henderson, that's another guy uh, dealing with a thigh injury, living a participant in practice. He's another guy I will try to go without. Uh, you know, Monday is just too tough. I can't wait. and you you know, typically you'd get a if you know, if you could get a Shefty bomb on like Sunday morning about one of these two guys and you know their potential roles. That would be fantastic, but uh, if not, I I, pl- I would plan to go without him, uh, unless you, you obviously don't have any other option. I think I'm in a league where I don't have another option. It's Daryl Henderson or Buss. So um, moving on to the matchups here. I'm going to take the over. I'm going to take Arizona to cover. going to take Arizona to win. Uh, Kyler Murray, definitely going to be on one on Monday. Uh, QB1, I, there's no doubt about that. Uh, DeAndre Hopkins, he can absolutely be a wide receiver one. I, I mean, doesn't necessarily uh, have to match up with Jalen Ramsey, uh, and you know his history against Ramsey is is actually pretty good. So I'll take my chances with D Hop. Uh, James Connor has some RB one upside for sure. I think you know if you do plan to go with Edmonds, I would treat him as an RB three, assuming that he plays. Uh, Zach Ertz didn't have a great game, also banged up with a shoulder, but if he goes. He's a tight end one for sure. Uh, Cooper Cup on the Rams side, maybe not the wide receiver one, but he's a wide receiver one for sure. Uh, Daryl Henderson, like I said, liable to miss this one. So Sony Michelle could once again be the RB1. Uh, If they both go, I'll treat them both as RB2s. Or if Daryl goes, I'll treat them both as RB2s. Stafford is in QB2 territory for me. I definitely think he can sneak into QB1 territory in this matchup here, but Arizona, they've been good against the pass. Um, you know their numbers look a little bit weird, especially on early downs, but as a whole, they've been a, a good pass defense. Uh, definitely, um, you know, not going to count on Stafford to be a QB one. Uh, Van Jefferson and OBJ, both wide receiver threes with some wide receiver two upside. And then Tyler Higbee, he's going to be completely off my radar this week. And that wraps up the games, and it's moving on to the money time, man. Those starts of the week. Let's get right to it. My quarterback start of the week, that's going to be Dak Prescott, going against the Washington football team. I think this one is almost out of necessity here. Zeke is banged up already. Tony Pollard could also miss this game here. Conversely, the top three wide receivers on Dallas are all healthy. The matchup is nice, too. You look at over the last three weeks, Washington is 24th in early down defensive EPA. I like this game that has a 47 and a half point total to hit that 50 point mark. Got to fire up Dak Prescott this week. And remember, he could still score a rushing touchdown, too. So definitely uh, if that happens, Dak Prescott to the moon. Moving on to my running back start of the week, going with Josh Jacobs. Got, going up against Kansas City, you got to love what Jacobs has been doing. He's seen almost an 18% target share over his last three games. There's no Kenyon Drake. There's no Jalen Richard. There's no Darren Waller. He's seen six and a half targets per game over the last three games. I expect that to even pick up, potentially even on the nine targets that he saw last week. This offense will become very concentrated, and Josh Jacobs going to become a very big part of that especially those touchdowns. Moving on to my wide receiver start of the week, Scary Terry, Terry McLaurin, getting a little game stack here in this Dallas-Washington game. Obviously, my quarterback start of the week being Dak Prescott. Terry has been somewhat up and down this season, but this is the first time he gets to play Dallas, and Terry loves to play Dallas. In three games against Dallas, he's averaging almost 10 targets, six receptions, and .7 touchdowns, he's a big play weapon, a crafty route runner, not necessarily worried about Trayvon Diggs there, and with the target volume that he should see, gotta love the upside here on any week, but especially this one, and then, last but not least, my tight end start of the week, Dawson Knox going up against the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. The Bucks have been vulnerable to the tight end position, and Dawson Knox is just the kind of weapon that could have some impact in this game. The Bucks defense will have their hands full dealing with Josh Allen, chasing around Stephon Diggs, also chasing around Josh Allen. Dawson Knox will have a top five finish this week. I'm confident in saying that. So there you go. That is the starts of the week there. And now it is time to go through my. Fanduel lineup, and so without further ado, let's just jump right into it. And my quarterback there is going to be my quarterback start of the week in Dak Prescott. He's 8100 on Fanduel, and again, this is a guy. He's he's if you're playing DraftKings too, if he can go over 300 yards, easy. The weapons are here. We we're seeing CD Lamb in that slot, which think just boost the whole upside of this offense here uh got to love uh Dak Prescott as a quarterback one option again i think this is out of out of necessity almost this can be very this game could go to a passing game very quickly when you got when you're limited at running back like Tony Pollard and uh Zeke Elliott game could very well hit 50 points uh i like what Washington's doing offensively so Definitely uh, Dak Prescott, got to light him up. Uh, my running back one, you've guessed it, Josh Jacobs, 7,100, going up against Kansas City. Um, this is, again, this is about volume here. Josh Jacobs should see plenty of it. Like This offense is going to be become very concentrated. Uh, should see a lot of volume, a lot of targets as well. So, again, another guy I like to play on DraftKings as well. Running back two going to be Amir Abdullah. Uh, I'm calling my shot here. You you heard me say it earlier in the week, and I said it a couple weeks ago on the waiver show. Uh, if Amir Abdullah, if I had to put my money on it, Amir Abdullah is probably going to be the guy here. He's been getting more opportunities than Chuba Hubbard over the last weeks, over recent weeks. Now, do we don't know if that's because they think he's a better compliment to, um, you know, to uh, Christian McCaffrey, than Chuba Hubbard was, you know, will he continue to fill that role? Do they just see Chuba Hubbard as the direct backup to Christian McCaffrey? That's something we'll have to find out for sure. But Amir Abdullah, he's 5,200. He's been outproducing Chuba Hubbard in recent weeks. So even when, I mean, even when McCaffrey was healthy, rather. So, you know, with that price discrepancy, I'm going to go with with, uh, Amir Abdullah for 5,200. My my first wide receiver here. I'm going with C.D. Lamb. I got to get the stack. C.D. Lamb and Dak Prescott. I've been talking about C.D. Lamb being a guy here who can be in the top, you know, who, who's gonna fit and play in the slot, probably have 100 receiving yards and whatnot. So that should be easy money there. Uh, moving on to my next wide receiver, Terry McLaurin. That is my wide receiver two, 7100. Again, he's my wide receiver start of the week. Getting this game stack, which you, you, if you know, if you've been listening to me for a while, like to get these game stacks in my FanDuel lineups or my DFS contest. So Terry McLaurin, people might shy away from Trayvon Diggs here, Terry McLaurin's recent, recent production. I'm not. Give me all the Terry McLaurin I can get. Um, my third wide receiver, I had to find a way to stick him in, and you know... Amir Abdullah definitely helped get this done, as well as the next guy who we'll talk about in a little bit. But um Tyreek Hill, man. I mean, I said it earlier in the week. I think Mahomes is gonna probably be the QB one. Uh, I've got him ranked that way. He's got Vegas. We talked about uh how he, you know, he kills Vegas. Um, well, when those those big Mahomes weeks, they're usually correlated with those huge Tyreek Hill weeks. Uh so this is the way of me getting a piece of, of Patrick Mahomes here without actually having to pay up to go to Patrick Mahomes. And get to play Dak Prescott, but also who's, you know, a little bit cheaper, probably has the same upside similar upside. But on the off chance, Mahomes does go Berserk. I do have Tyreek Hill. Uh so you know, I'm 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 kind of playing the probability here. We're playing the game of DFS where if, you know, even if Mahomes is highly, you know, even if he does play really well, I can compete with some of these Mahomes uh, Hill stacks because I've got, you know, if the Dak, if the Dak CeeDee Lamb stack hits. So part of the reason I was able to get to Tyreek Hill at 8,700 and have three receivers that are over 7,100, my tight end here, uh, I wanted to go Dawson Knox because he's obviously my start of the week, but you know, I'm a value based fantasy player. It's all about value for me. And that includes especially DFS. When we're talking about, you know, it's, it's, it's like some, it's like fake money that we're, that you're, you're buying these players with You're, you know, you're using, you're uh, paying these players with, I should say. Uh, Ricky Seals Jones, 40, 4,500 on FanDuel. Uh, the matchup is decent against Dallas. I mean, it's a good matchup, I should say. Uh, I think he's a top seven option at the position. We know that Again, this passing offense becomes very concentrated between that tight end one and Terry McCorn, uh and and essentially the running back. So Ricky Seals-Jones will definitely have his opportunities here to make some plays. Was not on the injury report on Friday. Got a full practice in. So, you know, you got to love that. Um, and then so my flex here, I'm going with Javante Williams. I'm going to call my shot here 6,700. Uh, just kind of just going to, um, you know, just, the matchup is great here against Detroit. So I'm hoping, you know, between Melvin Gordon being banged up Javante Williams performance last week, that he just continues to see the rock. And so, uh, Javante Williams, I am going to continue to start him up, uh, 6,700. That's a great price too. Uh, and then I'm going to get my, my, uh, you know, my running back defense stack, uh, picking Denver, uh, 4,400 is my defense going up against a very undermanned Detroit Lions offense. You know, you don't have uh, TJ Hawkinson. You don't have DeAndre Swift. You don't have Jamal Williams. Jared Goff is probably going to be in for some trouble here. Uh, the Broncos defense, they're playing at home. They're eight-point favorites. I picked them to cover. Uh, I really like this lineup, y'all, so we'll see what happens. Something's probably going to go wrong with it. It usually does, but I'm very confident uh in this lineup and this is a real legitimate lineup that I actually put some uh you know decent amount of money in so we'll see what happens. So uh with that being said y'all have a good one. Enjoy your football Sunday and your Monday and we will talk to y'all. It'll be Monday well when we record it could be Monday by the time you hear it. Very possibly will be Tuesday though by the time you hear from us. Again We appreciate y'all. All Um, all the support all year has been fantastic. You know, all that we could ever want is to help you not just get to your fancy playoffs, but also get to your fancy championship. So if we've done that for you, just reach out to us. Let us know. um, Or just, you know, even if you have a way to tell us personally, if you see us out on the street, just tell us, hey. You helped me me get to my fantasy championship or my fantasy playoffs. I appreciate it. Whatever it is, however we've done it, just let us know. It would mean a lot to us. Um, But with that being said, y'all, we appreciate everything. Um, Just keep vibing with us. And we're just going to get you to that fantasy championship, y'all. Have a good one. I'm out of here. Peace.